This is Legend. I'm Sam. I'm Amy. I don't know why that doesn't get easier every single time, but uh, we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a thought the other day. Okay. Do you remember when you were younger and your parents were in their 30s, like I, the same I, age we are now? I do, and I thought they were old as hell. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, 30s. That would have been like right around the time Lindsay was born and stuff, like the our age now. And I'm like, I thought my parents were pretty like, got their shit together. I know. I think that all the time. <laughs> I think that all the time. I'm like, my parents had it way more together than I did, but they didn't. No. My dad tells me that all the time. Yeah, my dad's like, you are further in life right now than I was at your age. And I'm like, really? Because I feel like I'm falling apart. No, I'm definitely not further in life than anyone my age. But I still, I just think about like us and like our personalities and how goofy and weird we are. But like still how like childish we are. Mm -hmm. But then you're being a mom and I... Yeah, I have a car. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's I, a big responsibility, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I just think it's so interesting like I mean, to be fair, so you may not be a mom, but you're a god mom and you're really really good at it. I try. So, I mean Basically, the plan is be as weird as possible. I and, love it. And they'll be, it. they'll be totally fine with it. They'll just be like, oh, that's that person that lives in Oregon. <laughs> I know, but I can't, I couldn't picture my parents like how we are. I know. I don't know. But they probably were when they weren't around us. Yes, exactly. Well, I did find out like my dad was, you know, jamming to Eminem back then. Oh, and, uh, I DMX. know my dad was. Yeah. That was like. I don't even know. What is math? Let's see. So dad what was What is math? <laughs> dad was 25 when he had me and then Lindsay was born 8 years later. So he was like 32. So then Eminem wasn't around till he was like 36 or so. Maybe about then. So that was later 30s. But like 30s our age he had just had another child and yeah. and lots of people our age are having kids or more kids yeah they're crazy yeah. <laughs> i've pretty much learned that um two kids is almost too much <laughs> two almost kids. Two kids might be too, too many for me. <laughs> too, too many for me. Uh, it is a hard gig that I'm not exactly sure. Like, I do. I'm Okay, I'm going to take that back before it comes out and everybody's like, I love my kids. Okay, I love my kids. Believe me. Oh, I know. They are the highlight of my world. But also sometimes I look at them and, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> this, why? Why am I doing this? That I, I'm not saying I regret them at all. Okay. No pitchforks <laughs> and fucking torches. But it is not an easy thing to do. And it's time consuming. I feel like 
late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, math works. Not late 20s. In 30s. In her 30s, my aunt was having two children. Because she, she did the thing where she did get her life together and then had kids. <laughs> you know, the, the, <laughs> well, the smart way to go. I guess, to me, she got her life together. Because I wasn't around her all the time. I don't know. She could have been just as weird as us. <laughs> yeah, I think back to when I had Jamie and the place that we were at in our lives and I'm like I cannot believe (laughs) we survived that (laughs) with a child we were barely surviving without a child I cannot believe and then I hear of certain people that I know that are you know were and it's no offense to them they're just they weren't doing as good they aren't doing as good in their lives as we were back then when we weren't doing well at all (laughs) and then they have a child and I'm like how do you do it and then they have lots of children and I'm like how how do you not lose your mind first of all and how are you how do you do it really how How? I want to know my grandma in her 30s because her husband had passed and she had two kids my dad being one of them (laughs) (laughs) and i just want to know how she acted like was she a super prestigious i'm a get shit done or was she like oh i hate this what am i doing so i've talked to my grandma um my dad's mom also about it and i've talked to my dad about it and she just said you know it was really hard because they have five kids so and they weren't they weren't rich by any means but I talked to my dad about it and he was saying like they would all go to my I don't know whose house it was I think it was his aunt's house either my grandpa's sister I think it was my grandpa's sister I'm not sure so don't quote me but (laughs) he would they would all go over there and like hang out like the parents would all hang out and then they would like pretty much lock the kids up in the attic (laughs) and be like go buck wild and they would be up like super late so i mean sounds like a good time (laughs) yeah yeah that sounds like some nights that i was involved in as a kid Yeah. yeah well anyway what are we talking about today so we are doing indrid cold which was kind of a part two to Mothman. I don't know. It's always brought up with Mothman and we'll get into (laughs) it, but I don't really know how related they actually are. But do you have an explanation of where its name comes from? I do. Because that was the first thing that I looked up. Also, I'm waiting. You to guess what injured cold for you to ask me. Okay. What is injured cold? I have no freaking idea. Wow, what a great guess. (laughs) (laughs) I did see something on the Instagram that said something about a smiling dude. That's that some some big old smiling dude, which really made me think of the Hush episode. Like, is it is it Slender Man meets a smiling man to make the Hush people in Buffy that are all like with their big old scary smiles 
That is a very elaborate guess. You're going to be very disappointed by the results. <laughs> darn, darn. Is it the Joker? Well, there's a lot of drawings of him, and he does look like like it, like kind of like more like the Jack Nicholson without the makeup, but still the big old smile. Okay. All right. Okay, so the first encounter with Indrid Cold happened in the city of Elizabeth, New Jersey, on October 11th, 1966. Two boys named James, Jimmy was his nickname, and I'm so sorry if I butchered this last name, Yakaitis. <laughs> Sounds like a sickness, so I'm it does. saying it wrong. <laughs> and his friend Martin Mouse was his nickname, Manov. We're walking home at 9.45 p.m. on a road adjacent to the New Jersey Turnpike. There was a wire fence between them and the Turnpike. The two boys had heard that a, quote, tall green man had chased a woman in their neighborhood earlier that night. Tall green man? A tall green man. Hmm. Mm Okay. Then the boys came across a strange man standing in the bushes on the other side of the fence and he was staring at a nearby house. They described the man as wearing a green one-piece suit that was reflective and that he had a black belt around his waist. Like a morph suit with a belt? I I don't know. Like (laughs) It's just real reflective. I have a better description in the second encounter, okay. but they're not the same-ish. They said that he had uh, two beady little eyes that were spaced too far apart, and that he had no ears and no nose, and he was bald. When the strange man turned to look at the boys, they said he had a big-ass grin, and they took off running home. And that was it for them. On, So now we're going to get into the encounter that kind of brought Indrid Cold, like, to the media and made him kind of famous. On November 2nd, 1966, at 7.25 p.m., a man named Woodrow Derenberger, a sewing machine salesman. These names. I know. (laughs) A sewing machine salesman who lived in Mineral Wells, West Virginia, saw something that would remain with him for the rest of his life. Of course he did. For this, I used a couple articles, but I took a lot of it straight from an interview that he did the day after the event happened. And you can find that on YouTube, and I also have it in the links or the sources. So it's titled, The Man Called Cold, The Woodrow Derenberger Interview. And so on this night in November, Darren Berger was driving back from a business trip to Marriott, Ohio, when he had to stop to adjust a sewing machine in the back of his truck slash van. And I say truck slash van because sometimes he says van, sometimes he says truck. So I'm not sure. It's like Matt's work truck. I call it a van, but everybody calls it a truck. I don't understand. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I thought trucks have beds. Yeah, I thought trucks were trucks. I mean, <laughs> but then you think a semi-truck and throws the whole thing off. But anyway, when he had finished and he had gotten back on the road, he noticed lights ahead of him. 
He initially thought that the lights belonged to police officers, so he stopped only to realize that they weren't from the police, but it was from an aircraft that looked like a, quote, kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends, narrowing down to a small neck, and then enlarging in a great bulge in the center, end quote. That sounds intense. So that particular thing about the police officers and the lights came from one article, but in his actual interview, he says there was no lights. And you'll find that a lot with this. Like, if he did another interview, I couldn't find it. But it seems like, because there's quotes in other articles that he said certain things, but I watched the entire interview and didn't hear any of those. So I'm wondering if he didn't do a second interview that I didn't find and changed his story. Maybe. I have no idea. <laughs> but just a heads up that sometimes I'll be saying that there's conflicting information. Okay. So the aircraft was approximately 30 to 35 feet long and was grayish in color. And he specifies and says a charcoal color. He said first he saw it out of the corner of his eyes and it was hovering about 30 feet in the air. When it came across his car, it turned completely sideways and came down on both lanes of the highway. He said it made him go off the road a little bit and he tried to go around it, but he couldn't get by it. He said it glistened in his headlights and when it stopped him, his headlights were directly on it. He said he saw no lights on it. And he didn't see any windows, but the door that opened from it looked like a regular automobile door. Hmm. So it didn't open like a trunk or something. It opened like how you pull Mm -hmm. the car door out. He also said that the aircraft made a fluttering sound that sounded kind of like helicopter blades rotating, but it was a lot quieter. Hmm. When the door opened, a man came out of the craft and approached the right side of Darren Berger's van (laughs) or truck, whatever one it was. The man asked him to roll the window of his van down and Darren Berger did what he asked. He says that as soon as the man stepped out of the craft, the craft ascended back into the air and hovered about 75 feet off the ground the entire time that they were talking. Then the man asked him what he was called, and he told him his name. And then he said, why are you frightened? (laughs) And then he said that he wished him no harm. Uh, The man said, quote, we eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed, even as you do, end quote. I guess a few times during their conversation, The man would say, quote, Mr. Derenberger, look at me. Do not be frightened. Look at me. And first of all, when he asked him what he is called, he should have just said, I'm a human. And then rule number one, when something's telling you not to be scared, you should be scared. (laughs) I don't know. Listen, like, listen to this. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. But yes. Typically, I would agree. If somebody's telling you to to be not be scared, be scared, and don't talk to strangers in the dark, <laughs> especially on ones that have floating vehicles. <laughs> yes, uh, Darren Berger asked the man what his name was, and he said "injured cold." That's how he got the name. That's... Okay, that that's right to it. Then I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting name. 
Then the man asked him what the lights behind them was called. And he told him it was Parkersburg and that it was a city. Then Cold asked him, do people live there? And he explained to him that it is where people do business and live. Cold said that his home was called a gathering. And then he told him not to be frightened again. Darren Berger goes on to say that he was very frightened. Yeah. Cold also <laughs> asks him if he had to work for a living. And Darren Berger exclaimed, or exclaimed, explained to him that he was a salesman. And Cold told him that he was a searcher, but he didn't tell Darren Berger what he was searching for. Aww, a very specific person. Apparently, Woodrow Darren Berger. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting part of this is that Darren Berger said he knew what Cold was asking him, but his mouth did not move. Cool. The I like man- that. <laughs> The man had a giant smile on his face the entire time. <laughs> and in Darren Berger's words, quote, he was very courteous and friendly, end quote. But see, then I have a conflicting report later on that he says. That is a quote also. So I am guessing it is from somewhere else. And he changed Maybe. the story. But if anybody smiles at me. For a long period of time. They're instantly very, very creepy. And I would not feel that that's, way about that's what them. He said. That's what he said. So I don't know where that quote is. But and I can't remember it off the top of his head. But I or top of my head, not his, his head. head? <laughs> <laughs> but he I do know he says that he was creepy. Well, so. yeah, just being anywhere near someone smiling that much is creepy. Yeah, like to never not be smiling. Yeah, I don't care if they were giving me a million dollars. They're really, really <laughs> creepy, but really nice. True. Okay. So, okay, I get it. Because, yeah, he says he was very courteous and friendly. Yeah. But uh, creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man interviewing Darren Berger said, quote, he talked with you in telepathy then, end quote. And then Darren Berger says, quote, that is right. I read that. <laughs> that is that right. Is right. That is right. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that's what he says. He says, that is right. His lips did not move. He uttered no words at all. End quote. Okay, uh, but the, was he hearing the words or was he thinking the words? Like, you can tell the difference between hearing something out loud and hearing something in your head. No, he's, he's, it's in his head. Okay. Okay. The interviewer then asks, but you talked, right? And he said, yes, that Cole told him he could either talk or he could think, whichever one was easier for him. I probably would have thought. And since he's staring at me smiling and not saying anything, <laughs> I would have gave him like the most stern bitch face and been like, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and think really nicely. <laughs> I said right here in my notes, I said, cold sounds very polite. Because he was like, whichever <laughs> one's easier for you. <laughs> After they were done talking, cold said he will see him again. And he got back into his aircraft. Darren Berger said he saw another man at the entrance of the aircraft, but didn't like see him, see him just kind of saw mm. like his arm and something or something. 
Darren Berger then went on to describe what Indrid Cold looked like, and he says he looked to be around 35 to 40 years old and close to six feet tall and 185 pounds. Now, this is very specific. Okay, I knew you were going <laughs> to say that, so we'll get to that. Was he but standing I... on a scale? No, but <laughs> so to give a little credibility to Darren Berger <laughs> regarding his estimate of height and weight, the interviewer said, quote, so he was heavier than me. And Darren Berger says, quote, he was around the same height as you, but heavier. He had a fuller face. So the interviewer then asks him, well, how heavy do you think I am? And Darren Berger says, I would guess around 165 to 170. And the interviewer says, you hit it right on the button. That's exactly how much. So, that is not a right on the button. That's an estimation. If he said 167, that's a pound, button. <laughs> but five pounds is pretty good. You know what? five pounds. On Matt and I's honeymoon, we were children. And we went to Cedar Point, the amusement park in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And there was one of those, like, guess your weight or you win a prize things. And I love doing that with Matt because he always wears clothes that are too big on him. Like, he just wears baggy clothes. So he always looks slightly bigger. Except for right now, he looks smaller when he wears the big clothes. It's just, it, I don't know why. But <laughs> so he went up to this lady and she was like, I guess you to be about 150. And so then instantly I was like, ha I wonder which turtle I get. <laughs> and he stood on the scale and it wasn't 150 it was like 140 130 or something somewhere in there he oh, was real damn. he was real little when we got married he skateboarded a say, lot he was tiny <laughs> yeah he skateboarded but he's a always lot. like really tall he's so big. you just expect taller people to have like even mm. when they're super skinny to be a little heavier i guess um, that's true he is only five 11 and a half ish he no he's not yeah he's like right around six feet a little under though oh okay that's what i five eleven. i guess isn't <laughs> i was like he has to be like at least five twelve six foot <laughs> that's what i was thinking in my head yeah oh my gosh pretty close to oh five twelve. My- Oh my god. I'm so slow. I was like, what? There's no way. I thought he was at least 5'12". Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Well, you wouldn't be very good at guessing people's height and weight. Hell no. Hell no. I mean, yeah, then, though, because... Everybody would get prizes. If you would think... Just take the stupid out of 512. <laughs> I'm only half an inch away. Yeah, but the thing is, you'd probably be talking to slower people. Most of the time, <laughs> they'd be like, uh-uh, I'm 513. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> anyway, back to Cold's appearance. He was wearing a top coat that was zippered in the front. <laughs> Why did why am I talking like that? That was zippered. (laughs) It was zippered in the front. He said his outfit 
was a shiny material, metallic-like. He said his shirt was a little bit darker than his jacket. He was wearing trousers mm-hmm. that were the same material as his coat. They were both a dark blue color. The pants were slightly lighter. He said he looked like a normal human being. He had a thick head of dark brown hair that was combed straight back. He described his skin complexion as looking like he had a beach tan. And he described him as a very nice looking man and neat. Can we hop back just a second? Mm -hmm. He had thick hair or a thick head? (laughs) Did I say head? You said thick head. Of hair. Of hair. But just the way that you said it, my brain was got caught and was like, thick head. Oh, I was like, maybe I said that wrong. Maybe it's thick hair of head. <laughs> not... <laughs> I don't know. With the way today is going, I swear to God. <laughs> I mean, that's the saying. I'm pretty sure. Thick head yeah, of hair. Thick right? head yeah. Of hair. yeah. It's yeah. just... My brain stopped on it and was like, he's got a thick head. <laughs> With hair. Uh, it's one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, other articles had quotes from Darren Berger where he described Cold as having, quote, slightly elongated eyes with a wide, creepy grin. End quote. There you go. There was the quote. Creepy. So, but... In the interview that he did that I listened to, he was didn't say anything was off about him at all. He said that he was a, a handsome looking man, you know, and normal. So this is what I'm saying. Like there's quotes that I did not hear. He but must I think have that's, done another interview. That's what I think. He had to have somewhere. Oh duh, I'm so slow. He wrote a book. <laughs> I bet you that's where this other stuff is coming from. It could. It could be coming from there. God, help me. Um, It's been a week. It has really, you guys, you have no idea. It's really, <laughs> really, really been a week. And so was last week, mm-hmm. which is why we are off a week from <laughs> our normal recording schedule. Not that anybody knows but us. You don't, but now you know. We <laughs> want you to know how much of a week it's been. Um, weeks. 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 Uh, <laughs> few other articles said that Darren Berger had said he was a dark-skinned man. So I'm not sure. Maybe they mean tan, like tan. Uh, Yeah, maybe not pale. Another interesting thing that Darren Berger said was that while they were talking, Cold would look at cars and trucks that passed him. So this interests me for two reasons. And one they talked about in the interview was that, well, they talked about both of it in the interview, actually. But he did not have to keep eye contact with Darren Berger or anything like that to talk to him telepathically that's neat the second thing is no one else saw a hovering spacecraft not if it was 75 feet up nobody looks up did it have its lights on its hazard lights it said it had no lights yeah so. so so if it was nighttime and that was up there 75 feet nobody noticed that hmm well they i guess later on people did come forward saying that they saw a spacecraft in the sky. 
but I don't know. I couldn't find any like first hand accounts of it. So I don't know if they saw it on that highway or if they saw like it somewhere else in the town, maybe. Like, it doesn't say, like, I saw. I mean, it could have been traveling to the highway and someone saw it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know if they saw it at the same exact time in the same exact place as Darren Berger. I just know if it were me, I would have stopped if I saw it. So, Oh, hell yeah. Darren Berger says that throughout the conversation with Cold, he didn't really tell him anything about why he was there or what he was searching for. But Darren Berger believes that if he wouldn't have been so frightened and nervous of cold and really looked at him, that he would have understood more of the reason cold was there. He says he also would have asked him questions. Hmm. I would have asked him questions for sure. He said he was too scared. So, I mean, I get that. I would have been like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah, but sometimes being scared makes you want to ask questions. I guess that's true. I've never really been in that situation to know how I would react. Me either. (laughs) One day. Towards the end of the interview, the interviewer asked him if he believed in flying saucers now. And Darren Berger says he believes in what he sees. And the interviewer then talks about another man who had recently come out and said that he was essentially abducted by aliens and they took him to Venus and Mars. And he asked Aaron Berger what he thinks about that. And then he asks how he would react if someone told him that story now. And before this, he said he wouldn't have believed it, but now he does. Interesting. But he just said he, he believes what he sees. So would he have seen that person going to Venus and Mars? Because I wouldn't believe everything (laughs) just because I saw one spaceship. I don't know. If I saw one spaceship, I'd be like, oh, my God. Every story I've heard is true. (laughs) I I really feel like I would think that. Mm. Kind of rudely, though. And I mean, this was the 60s, so I guess it was probably normal back then. And I'm just a snowflake. But the interviewer asked him if he drinks. And Darren Berger <laughs> says no. And then the interviewer goes on to ask, quote, so you don't drink any intoxicating beverages then? And then quote. he and said, again, no, bitch, I smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Darren Berger says no. And he says, I don't drink any in- intoxicating beverages at all. I don't drink at all. Mm. But I was just like, uh, rude. <laughs> So I know he was probably asking that to make sure that the audience knew he wasn't a drunk, you know, telling stories or something, but it just sounded so rude. So the interview where I got most of Woodrow Derenberger's accounts of what happened were done the day after the incident. After Derenberger had seen Cold, he reported what had happened to the police. And as soon as he did, the story went like crazy viral for the time even though there was no internet but it went insane and Darren Berger agreed to do the interview on live television on WTAP at the interview were members of the state police representatives of Wood County Airport the Parkersburg police and a representative from Wright Patterson Air Force Base in Dayton Ohio and the interview lasted about 30 minutes 
Now, after this, Derenberger claims his interactions with injured cold started to increase. He says that he would visit him at his house often. His wife and his children also eventually said that they saw cold and some other strange beings. The media and locals would flock to Derenberger's house in hopes to see cold. Derenberger suffered from piercing migraines, and he would also, he claims, not he also, he claims that he would get them from receiving telepathic communications from cold. Dope. I wish that was my excuse. <laughs> well, you can use it now. <laughs> no one's going to say anything. Nope. Cold is totally getting in touch with me. <laughs> there was once a time when Darren Berger disappeared for almost six months. He claimed that Cold took him to his home planet. Darren Berger claimed that Cold told him he came from the galaxy Ganymede? 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 G-A-N-Y-M-E-D-E? Ganymede? Sure. Ganymede. <laughs> Ganymede. <laughs> and the planet was called Lanulus. Cold told Darren Berger that life there was much like Earth's. He said that they got married and they had children. He said he was the father of two children with a third on the way. He said that Lanulus had oceans, rivers, and fields also. A key difference was that people on Lanulus lived a lot longer than humans of Earth, I guess. He told Darren Berger that it wasn't out of the ordinary for his people to live well past two centuries. Oh, that would be awful. <laughs> he also said that his people were peace-loving and wars were unheard of and there was no violence and there was no government and they governed themselves. Right, uh-huh, sure, yeah. <laughs> so, Darren Berger's obsession with injured cold is most likely what led to him and his wife's divorce. He kind of... I don't want to say he lost his mind or he went crazy or anything, but all the media attention really, really stressed him out and caused him like depression and paranoia and some other things. So anyway, he went on to write a book titled, quote, Visitors from Lanulus, My Contact with Injured Cold. Sounds uh, interesting. You, you can get it on Audible, and I wish I would have read or listened to it before I started this episode, because then I would have known that's probably where the other quotes came from. Probably. And it's only three hours and 27 minutes long. But so. it's been a week. And Weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun. <laughs> In a quote from Brian Dunning, author of Skeptoid Magazine, oh. and I found a different article by daily yonder that has a quote from skeptoid magazine in it and i'm gonna read it to you quote who knows what actually happened to darren Berger on that strange night darren Berger's story did little for him his obsession with it cost him his job and his wife and according to keel he's talking about john keel the author of the mothman prophecies who visited him a year later they found him, quote, hiding behind drawn curtains, end quote, from what he believed were, quote, hundreds of UFO believers and skeptics, end quote. Injured Cold and his friends frequently visited the farm, often arriving by automobile for long, friendly chats. He had almost certainly become delusional, end mm. quote. 
Darren Berger died in 1990 at the age of 74. There's also a third sighting of injured cold that comes up a lot when you're researching the subject, but I could not find very much information about it. The sighting happened in Point Pleasant, West Virginia during the Mothman sightings. Like, exactly during the same time. Maybe that's why they're related sometimes. Mm -hmm. The Lily family had already been experiencing paranormal activity in their home. When their daughter Linda ran screaming from her bedroom one night and told her mom that there had been a large hulking man in her room grinning at her. (laughs) He walked to her bed and stood over her and then he disappeared. They also claimed to see a lot of different colored lights around their home in color changing orbs with diamond shaped windows. So is it an orb or is it a spaceship? Because I've never heard of an orb with windows. <laughs> just saying. Maybe they just mean the shape. Oh, probably. Sorry. But are they sure that this hulking grinning man wasn't just someone that broke into their house and was about to do bad things to their child? I mean, I really, really hope it wasn't. I, I hope it wasn't too. Injured cold. But that just sounds a little bit more plausible. Maybe, but he was wherever, whoever it was, they were gone when the mom went in there. So, yeah, they ran back out the window. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oopsies. <laughs> so, what is Indrid Cold's relationship to Mothman? They're cousins. As far as I could tell, they're not really connected at all, other than being in the same town around the same time. There are a few theories, though. One is that they're both connected uh, to a lot of UFO sightings that were happening during the time. In several articles, I found mention of other UFO sightings, such as on the same day as the two kids in New Jersey, 40 miles north of Elizabeth, near a DuPont explosives factory, A police officer and his wife say they saw a blurry white light as big as a car. They said it flew over the hills and then vanished. The other sighting is that two police officers on the same night as well on the other side of the hill also saw a bright light. And they say that it blinded them when they got out of their police cars to investigate. Hmm. There were a few others. But those were the two that were most mentioned. So people believe that they could both be different types of aliens. Some people think that there are more than one of the grinning man, which honestly would make the most sense to me because the descriptions of them in all three encounters I talked about don't really match each other, except for that they're humanoid. And in two of the encounters, they were wearing extra fancy metallic clothing. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess they were grinning. Yeah. But their physical descriptions are not the same. Yeah. There is another theory that because of Lily's family, because of the Lily family sighting, he could be a paranormal entity. I have a harder time believing this theory because it seems to be the only one of its kind. Mm-hmm. So if they are connected... That one's not like the other two. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she didn't see one of them and it was some sort of apparition. So therefore the paranormal does go for her. 
but probably not. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seems, I mean, maybe she saw something, some man, paranormal man. Maybe she I was having know. a dream. Yeah, a maybe she dream. just heard about injured cold and had a dream. Maybe. I also saw another interesting theory that people believe that Mothman came to warn people about injured cold. This sounds cool, but it doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't, because he didn't warn anybody about him. <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense to me, because as far as I can tell, Indrid Cold didn't and has not hurt anyone. So what exactly he is hurt Mothman the, warning him? He hurt the mental health of what's-his-nuts. That I guy. mean, I guess, true. But usually, like when we talked about Mothman, he appeared... Before, before disasters disasters yeah. like not a single person like maybe I mean, he just really doesn't like injured cold and he's just like i'm gonna go tell people that you're coming because you suck yeah he's like this is my point pleasant yeah get out of here i'm the one that hulks around and bees weird <laughs> bees weird <laughs> along with mothman I saw a couple random theories that Injured Cold is actually a man in black. Or men in black. <laughs> yeah. Although he wasn't wearing very much black. But no. they think that he was investigating Mothman. And then I also saw some theories that the men in black were investigating Mothman and Injured Cold. You know, I've seen all the movies and I didn't see any man in black just smiling ridiculously for Mm -mm. no reason me neither especially not tommy lee nope no (laughs) especially not him (laughs) okay so for this part of the episode i'm just gonna give you a quick summary because i'm debating on actually doing a whole episode on this because it sounded really interesting i haven't looked super far into it because of that and so i'm not even sure if there is enough information so i hope there is But I didn't want to, like, just toss it away if there was enough information. So this is just a summary. There is a theory that Injured Cold is the same man as Valiant Thor. Do you know who Valiant Thor is? Not a damn clue. Okay. So this theory was mentioned in Tanya Derenberger Bowman's book, Beyond Lanulus, Our 50 Years with Injured Cold. And she is Woodrow Derenberger's daughter. Oh, those daughters and granddaughters, they always come for you, don't they? Well, they are seriously like on your side, man. Yep. They're going to stick up for you to the day you die and afterward. <laughs> <laughs> Valiant Thor was mentioned in the book Stranger at the Pentagon by the Reverend Frank E. Stranges in 1967. Stranges? I know. Stranges and Stranger. <laughs> he was a deeply devoted Christian evangelist. Even- Why do I have such a problem with that word? And I'm so sorry. It probably just blew out everyone's freaking eardrums. <laughs> evangelist. Evangelist. Not evangelist. Evangelist. I mean, you could have said around. evangelist. Uh, true. Wow. So you You did a little better. Thank you. But I always want to like say evangelist. Evangelist. All right. Who traveled around spreading the word of God? 
However, he also believed in aliens and wrote several books about them, and I don't know why, but it made me laugh. I mean, if you believe in God, it's not really that strange to believe in aliens or vice versa, but it just seems like a strange pairing if you're like super religious. It does. He talks about how one day he met a mysterious woman who introduced him to Valiant Thor. Valiant Thor and his travel companions came from Venus and landed on Earth on March 16th, 1957, with a three-year mission to invite Earth to join the interstellar community. Apparently, they had been interested in Earth ever since the atomic bomb blasts in World War II. He was apparently here to give us technologies we didn't already have and to warn us against using nuclear warfare. And we were like, nah, we do it anyway. And then he's yep. like, dope. I'm really yep. interested in you guys. Yep. He was brought to meet President Eisenhower and Vice President Nixon, who supposedly put him up in an apartment at the Pentagon. That is From so there, sweet. Isn't it? So nice of them. From there, he traveled and met with many government officials. And at the end of his mission, he dematerialized on March 16th, 1960. Yeah, he did. Tanya Derringer thinks that this story from the Reverend is real, and she thinks that Valiant Thor is actually injured cold, just to put it all together for you. Oh, okay. So no relation to the other Thor? No, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay, so obviously as many theories as there are claiming that he is this or that or real, there is also the belief that it is just a hoax. And I'm not even going to get into it. I'm sure you could put in your own theories as to why it's a hoax. Now, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it. And I did this just for you. Sweet. I looked on Reddit for like, any firsthand experiences and I didn't see anything but there was a lot of discussion threads theorizing you know what Mothman or Injured Cold is however I did find one very interesting thread titled quote should Fallout 76 bring Injured Cold bring in Injured Cold and so you know I had to read it the OP was Alexander 1981 and he posted Quote, as most of us are aware, the entity of injured cold is part of the mythos of point present. He said present, but it's pleasant. <laughs> we'll let that slide, though. This With point said, in the present. <laughs> With that said, should there be a Mothman faction as well as the Settlers and Raider factions? In that you go to point present, he really has to stop saying that. Find Ingrid, wow, insulting, cold. He said Ingrid instead of <laughs> Ingrid. Uh, let's go find Ingrid, you guys. Yeah, so as you can tell, I was like typing in little quips as I was writing it, as I was reading it, because I was like, find Ingrid, and then I was like, wow, insulting, cold, and do daily missions. As part of the daily missions for the Mothman faction, We will do random missions that is centered around real world West Virginia. (laughs) (laughs) And then then, I just 
<laughs> oh, really? Question mark. <laughs> it's spelled B E. Sorry, I just probably blew out everyone's ears again. B E R G I N A. Uh, so Virginia, paranormal rated myths and legends. What is everyone's take on that? Also, what West Virginia? And then I put, oh my god, what do you all <laughs> like to see and why? So I read through the first listed comments and everyone seemed to be all for it. And I'm totally down, although there is already a Mothman faction, the cultist. Yep. So maybe he wants everything them to be else an additional one. Yeah, I mean, I I would be so down to have it injured cold. And that's weird that you said that about Slenderman, because even though I read the descriptions and everything, when I picture him, I picture Slenderman. So that's I just thought that was interesting that you said that. And I only saw one person correcting him about his <laughs> atrocious spelling about this. And they only corrected that it's point pleasant, not present. But I cannot believe that I did not see anyone saying, why are you typing Virginia? <laughs> it's literally Virginia. It's not, there's no Inia in there. It's Virginia. <laughs> I come from Point uh, Present, Virginia, <laughs> West Virginia. Maybe he writes how his accent is. Maybe he has an accent that's Point Present, Virginia. I don't know what accent I, that would be. I was like, what? I come from West Virginia. <laughs> no, there's no Inia in there. I feel like even with an accent, you would say Inia. Virginia. <laughs> so... That was it. That was all I got. What are your thoughts? I still keep picturing the dudes from the Hush episode of Buffy <laughs> who also spoke to each other telepathically. Ho-ho! But... So wait, do you think that episode was based on real life then? Is that what you're saying? I mean, it could be. We need okay. a princess to get in there and scream her head off. Okay, well... There weren't I mean, any reports of a whole town losing their voice at the time or anything. That would have been hilarious, <laughs> but no. Okay. Well, I don't know. He sounds pretty cool. I mean, he doesn't sound scary. No. At all. I mean, unless you're Real afraid creepy. of being abducted. Well, maybe you're afraid of overly smiley people. Happy people all the oh, time. I don't like that. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know he seems pretty cool he he needs some sort of wardrobe update though because all right? the options sound like awful the 80s. <laughs> it was like the 80s just these metallic green or navy suits reflective suits let us know what you think we would love to hear it and we want you to also write us let us be your pen pals your long distance best friends. <laughs> yeah. 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 You can make us your pin pals at this is legendpod at gmail.com. We also have a nice little form on this is legendpod.com, our website. And we have social medias Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. That I did post some videos to now. Wait, you did? Yeah, actually, when this airs, 
we will have posted our first um video that isn't an audio clip oh whoop whoop okay i was thinking you posted the other one already i was like no and i didn't see it god no but we will by the by the time this is out uh hopefully if i can figure out how to do it videos are not my my thing i mean girl you are way more talented than me can do the pictures i can do the drawing the painting not sculpting no that's more Lindsay's thing but videos no Mm -mm. no i've only ever made one video and i'm immensely proud of it and i still love it it's the jamie video video. yeah (laughs) but it sucks like (laughs) if you're talking like professional quality Um, but i love it well that's good so keep it spooky classy and sassy but most of all keep it legendary and you guys have good weeks (laughs) (laughs) bye peace